Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, October 7th, 2020, Maryland Terrapin edition of the Land Grant Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. For the fifth straight year, every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you're watching the game from your couch, at a sports bar, or if you're cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. Today at 12 noon Eastern time inside the Cathedral of College Football Ohio Stadium, the number four Ohio State Buckeyes coached by Ryan Day will host the number 26, we'll get to it, Maryland Terrapins under the direction of Mike Loxley. The game will be Ohio State's 2023 homecoming game. And just because I peaked in college, it marks 22 years since I was on Ohio State's homecoming court. I didn't win. I probably got the fewest number of votes, but it's fine. I had the sash and rode in the back of a convertible during the parade, so that's all that matters. Anyway, as this is a game between two unbeaten titans of the college football world, the matchup will be Fox's big noon game of the week, meaning that on the call for the first time this year will be Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt will be providing color commentary, and on the sideline will be the All-American woman, Jenny Taft. I did see that Joel and Jenny paid a visit to an Ohio State journalism class, so that was nice that they were talking to some students while they were in town for the game. As always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM in Central Ohio, and on dozens of affiliates around the state where the best in the business, the voice of the Buckeye, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary, and Matt Andrews on the sideline. As of recording time, the forecast calls for crisp autumnal conditions, as the temperature will be at about 53 degrees under mostly cloudy skies in Columbus at kickoff. Temperatures are expected to get to the mid-50s throughout the course of the contest, and there is a roughly 20%-ish chance of precipitation during the duration of the game, with winds coming at 10 to 15 miles per hour from the west-northwest. If you are heading to the game today, maybe jot down this information. The Horseshoe's Wi-Fi password for non-students, faculty, and staff is OSU Fan Wi-Fi. That is lowercase OSU, capital F, lowercase A-N, capital W, lowercase I-Fi. As always, Ohio Stadium gates will open two hours before kickoff, so at 10 a.m. this morning. The doors to St. John Arena will open four hours prior to kickoff or at 8 a.m. if you would like to make your way inside that hallowed barn to get the best seats possible before the band's festivities get underway at 9.40. Starting at 9 a.m., Fan Fest will open on the South Lawn outside St. John Arena. Speaking of the pride of the Buckeyes, the Ohio State University Marching Band, they will enter Ohio Stadium with their always electric ramp entrance at 11.30 a.m. and will have a pregame script Ohio as well. Now, not to be that guy, but back in my day, the band always saved the homecoming script Ohio until after the game. But also in my day, the marching band didn't moonwalk and make horses run either, so clearly times have changed. At halftime, the best damn band in the land will have a new show called Brutus in Wonderland. And if there is not a grinning Cheshire cat, I will be very, very disappointed in you, Tibiddle. Now, coming into the matchup, the Buckeyes are ranked fourth in the AP poll and third in the coaches poll. They are receiving a single number one vote from the media and two from the coaches. In both polls, the Terps are the top team in the quote, others receiving votes category. So essentially, they are the number 26 team in the country. Maryland is the only squad in the Big Ten East to have two wins in the division, with victories over Indiana and Michigan State. Of course, not saying much from either of those teams. But the Terps and the Buckeyes are tied with Penn State and Michigan atop the division, as they are all undefeated. Of course, at least one of them will drop from the rings today. 
Over in the West, Wisconsin is alone atop the division as the only squad on that side of the conference who hasn't yet lost to a conference foe. When DraftKings Sportsbook released its initial odds for the matchup, OSU was favored by 19 points, but that has increased a little bit, up half a point as of recording time, in case that hook is important to you. The total points line currently sits at 57, which means that the odds makers are projecting a score in the neighborhood of 37 or 38 to 19 in favor of the Buckeyes. The OSU money line is negative 1,200, while Maryland is at plus 750, meaning that if you bet $100 on the Terps to win straight up and they do pull it out, you would profit 750 bucks. However, if you want to pocket $100 by picking the Buckeyes to win, you will have to bet $1,200. Digging down a little deeper into the DraftKings Sportsbook odds, they have Kyle McCord's passing touchdown over-under number set at 2.5, while Tualia Tungavailoa is at 1.5. Maryland comes into the game at a perfect 5-0 on the season, but that can be a bit deceiving because depending on which metric you look at, the Terps currently rank anywhere from 115th to 130th in terms of the best strength of schedule in FBS. And keep in mind, there are only 133 teams in the football bowl subdivision. Maryland is averaging 38.6 points per game and allowing only 13.2, both pretty good numbers, but the teams they have played this year are not exactly murderer's row. They have beaten Towson, a very down Charlotte, Virginia, and the aforementioned Michigan State in Indiana. The Terps enter the game with the number 16 scoring defense in the country and the number 14 scoring offense. Tugavailoa is 16th nationally, averaging 292.8 yards passing per game, and is 12th in the country with 13 touchdowns through the air. Interestingly, though, his completion percentage is only 65.7 for 37th nationally. So he is getting his yards, but he is throwing the ball a lot, and his average per attempt is fairly low. Tulia only averages 8.7 yards per attempt, which is just 34th nationally, which means not only does he throw a considerable number of incompletions, but he does have a tendency to often throw the ball fairly short. For comparison again, McCord is at 9.3 yards per attempt, good for 24th nationally. Now, Tugavailoa does throw the ball a lot, so he has a handful of receivers that he likes to get the ball to. Senior Deshaun Jones leads the way with 319s and two touchdowns, but is followed closely by Ty Felton with 299 yards and three scores. Caden Prather and Corey Duchess are also north of 200 receiving yards on the season. Maryland doesn't run the ball much. They're only 110th nationally in rushing attempts per game at 31, and you might think, oh, well, they throw the ball a lot, so they've probably got a lot of sacks in there, too, that actually adds to the rushing total, but that's not true. Maryland has only allowed three sacks on the season, which is good for a tie for fourth, which can't get much better than that. Ohio State is technically in 12th, but that's because there's so many teams tied at fourth. They've only allowed four sacks on the season, so both teams are doing a pretty good job of protecting their quarterbacks. However, when the Terps do get their ground game going, it is generally with junior Roman Hemby. He currently has 309 yards on 64 attempts on the season and four touchdowns. On defense, they have three guys with multiple sacks on the season. Sophomore linebackers Caleb Wheatland and Jayshon Barham have two and a half and two respectively, while senior defensive lineman Kayshawn Fuller, who is a transfer from Florida State, also has a pair. Overall, the Terps aren't especially great against either the run or the pass, but they are relatively solid on each. They rank 44th nationally against the run and 49th through the air. Conversely, Ohio State is fifth against the pass in the country, but dropped all the way down from the top 10 to number 30 versus the run following the game against Notre Dame. 
However, overall, the Buckeyes have the number six total defense and number two scoring defense in the country. In fact, the top three scoring defenses nationally are all in the Big Ten East, with Michigan at number one and Penn State at three. And like I said earlier, Maryland is number 16 in scoring defense, so one quarter of the top 16 scoring defenses are in the same division. Over on offense, the Buckeyes are still struggling to find their footing statistically, at least compared to the standard that they have set in recent seasons. They are number 33 in total defense, that breaks down to number 18 in passing offense and number 73 in rushing offense. But considering that they are number 117 in rush attempts, being 44 spots higher in total yards isn't bad. The Bucks are also 38th in terms of points per game. Now, let's take a look at the series history between the two teams. Since Maryland joined the Big Ten in 2014, the squads have played eight times, with the Buckeyes winning each game by an average score of 57.4 to 22.6. The last two times that the teams have played in College Park, which they are not doing today, the games have been pretty close late, including last year when OSU linebacker Steel Chambers got a scoop and score touchdown with just nine seconds remaining to salt the game at 43-30. Then of course, try as we might, who can forget the 2018 game in which in overtime, Maryland got the ball second, scored a touchdown and went for two. However, a bad throw to a wide open receiver in the end zone meant that Ohio State was able to walk away with a 52 to 51 victory. However, things have been quite different in the friendly confines of Ohio Stadium. At the shoe, the Buckeyes have won 49-28, 62-14, 73-14, and 66-17. The last two coming in the Ryan Day era and following a suspension to former Buckeye Chase Young for his girlfriend accepting a flight to the previous Rose Bowl from a family friend. Now, why is that important? Well, reports indicate that the tip to the NCAA about this quote-unquote improper benefit came from inside the Terrapin program. Chase Young is, of course, a Maryland native, and lots of people in that program probably have ties to him, his girlfriend, this family friend, whoever it was. So Ryan Day has never seemed to forget that and apparently does not like to let go of a grudge because he has taken it out on Maryland every single time he's had an opportunity to, whether it's a blowout or not. So between that and Maryland looking pretty good early in the season, despite their inferior competition, I think Ryan Day is going to want to prove a point yet again in today's game. Okay, after a quick break, we will continue today's episode by diving into the game's advanced analytics, the rest of the day's marquee college football schedule, and my predictions for what will happen in this afternoon's game. Welcome back. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics for today's matchup. Coming off of the bye week, the Buckeyes are the number two team in the gold standard college football analytics rating system, SP Plus, from ESPN's Bill Connolly. Maryland is number 31. Ohio State currently sits at both the number six offense and defense in the country, with the Terps coming in at 38th and 22nd, respectively. Connolly's model projects Ohio State to win by a score of 34 to 18, which would not be a cover for the Buckeyes and would be an under if you're using SP Plus for betting purposes. Connolly's model gives OSU an 82% win probability. 
ESPN's Football Power Index, a different analytic system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP Plus, has Ohio State as the number one team in the country and gives the Buckeyes an 18.4% chance to win the national title, which is the best in the nation. Oklahoma is second in FPI and number two with a 16.9% chance to win it all. Alabama is actually ranked third in FPI, but has the sixth best chance to win the title at 7.8%. Texas is ranked fourth, but has the third best odds at 14.2. Penn State is number five with an 8.1% shot to win the title. And Oregon is sixth with 9%. Michigan is number eight with a 4.5% shot to win the title. Friends of the show, the college football nerds, put this game into their model, and the computer spit out a score of 32.7 to 23.9 in favor of the Buckeyes. And finally, the most fun predictions model that we look at every week, the NCAA Game Simulator spits out an average score of 34.5 points for Ohio State to 18.5 for the Terps, thanks to 1,196 simulations as of recording time. The simulator shows 16.1% of the simulated games were decided by less than 5 points and 2% went to overtime. The simulator had Ohio State winning 83.4% of the games and winning by more than 20 points in 42.2%. Conversely, they have the Terrapins winning by more than 20 points in just 1.6% of the nearly 1,200 sims. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through the rest of the day's major games. All times, of course, are Columbus time. While we will all obviously be paying close attention to the homecoming game in the shoe, on a second screen, you should probably keep an eye on the Red River rivalry on ABC as number 12 Oklahoma faces off against number 3 Texas. Also at noon over on ESPN, number 23 LSU looks to salvage any shred of hope for its season when it travels to Columbia, Missouri to face the number 21 Tigers. At 3.30, if you have nothing better to do and you like horrible offense, or you want to scout the Buckeyes' next opponent, the Purdue Boilermakers will visit the Iowa Hawkeyes on Peacock. In what I guess will probably be a more aesthetically pleasing viewing experience in the 3.30 window, over on CBS, the Texas A&M Aggies will host number 11, Alabama. On ESPN at 7, the very vulnerable-looking top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs will host the number 20 Kentucky Wildcats, fresh off their best win against Florida since 1979. Then on ABC at 7.30, the number 10 Fighting Irish will go on the road to play number 25 Louisville. Both Oregon State and USC play in the Pac-12 after dark portion of the schedule. Number 15 Oregon State will take on Cal, but that's on the Pac-12 network, so chances are you don't have it. On ESPN at 10.30, the Trojans will host Arizona. All right, back to the Buckeyes. Now, there is no doubt that what Mike Loxley's Terps have done through the first five games of this season is pretty impressive. Going 5-0 against any schedule in college football is a good thing, especially given the historic inadequacies of the Maryland program. Thanks to the influx of Big Ten cash, they are slowly but surely turning that into a competent football operation out there in College Park. But... I've watched the Terps this year, and I just don't see them being able to make the step up in order to truly compete with the Buckeyes. I think that Tulia will get the ball out and complete some passes, but I do believe that Denzel Burke and the Buckeyes secondary are for real, and they're up for the task. They looked tremendous against Notre Dame. Obviously, they didn't throw the ball a lot, especially in the second half, and they didn't throw at Denzel Burke a single time. But I do think that this defense, especially the secondary, will look just as good against an offense that will almost certainly throw the ball far more than the Irish did a couple weeks ago. I also think, or at least hope, that Ryan Day and the Buckeye offensive staff learned some things about Kyle McCord from the stretch run of the Notre Dame game. 
Is he CJ Stroud? No. Is he Justin Fields? No. Is he Dwayne Haskins? No. Is he JT Barrett? No. But he is Kyle McCord. And he shows that he not only has the intangibles that you want to see from your starting quarterback, but he seemed to feel much more comfortable and in rhythm when he was able to take two, three-step drops and get rid of the ball quickly and in rhythm. That seems to be far more where he's comfortable. Then once you've established that he can get the ball out quickly to multiple receivers across the field underneath, that should loosen up the deep shots that Ryan Day and Brian Hartline love so much. So I'm going to say that McCord throws for 325 yards and three touchdowns, while Tualia Tungavailoa is held under 200 yards through the air. So my prediction for the game is Ohio State 38, Maryland 14. All right, that's all that I have for you today. As always, Land Grant will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter throughout the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33. You're home for all of Land Grant's Ohio State news, analysis, and sarcasm. You can also follow me personally at BWWMatt. And if you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grant's One of a Kind Podcast Network, where we are turning out two, sometimes three episodes every single day to bring you all of the news, analysis, and discussions that you need to be the most informed OSU fan possible, along with unique voices, topics, and perspectives that you won't find anywhere else in the Buckeye Podcasting universe. So, with all of that out of the way, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon, and as always, go Bucks.